Narcissist is a term often used because they're everywhere. Maybe it's your boss or your mother-in-law, wife, husband, or best friend. My name is Yari Ayola Scott, and as a therapist and relationship coach, I've counseled hundreds of survivors, people who've been verbally and emotionally abused. My mission is to help raise awareness, help you heal from past trauma, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, one episode will air featuring therapeutic advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So if you're dealing with a narcissist or you want to learn how to spot and avoid the narcissistic trap, this podcast is for you. Welcome to another episode of Freedom from the Narcissistic Trap. I am Yari Scott, licensed professional counselor and relationship coach. And each week I get a letter from a listener or from an Instagram subscriber. Most of them been coming from Instagram. And we read that letter together and I offer therapeutic advice, practical tips and strategies to assist them and breaking free from their narcissistic relationship. Before we kick off today's episode, I want to give a disclaimer. In this episode, we do have some examples of domestic violence. We do have some very sensitive information, and this might not be the best for children. So I just want to give that trigger warning for victims or survivors of domestic violence. And I want to let you know that this is not a substitute for therapy. It is very crucial that you seek help if help is needed. Now, today's letter comes from a remarkable woman, and she has been trying to break free from this relationship for a while. And so let's jump right in. It reads, Dear Yari, I've been in a relationship for two and a half years and we met at work. Prior to dating him, I've never suffered from anxiety and I've never been in an abusive relationship. In fact, my parents are still happily married after 30 years. My mom taught me to be strong and I consider myself a pretty social and active person before I met him. When we got in the relationship, things started off very, very fast. I did notice that he wanted to know a lot about my past, who I dated, how many people I'd been intimate with before, and he wanted specific details. He even went so far to making me show my exes to him off of my social media. The next red flag was him monitoring my social media. If I liked a comment or hearted a post, he made me spend hours confessing that there was nothing going on between us. The third red flag was he was very controlling. He wanted to know who I was going out with at all times. He made me turn on my location. I even had to show him pictures proving where I was and who I was with. Next came the discarding and the verbal abuse. 
He would call me horrible names like slut, whore, bitch for bringing up situations that I had shared with him in the past. I ended up deleting my social media because it was causing so many issues. I was spending too much time proving my innocence and loyal to him, even though I've never once thought about cheating on him. At one point, I thought about leaving him when we were at a party because I was so embarrassed. He thought I was looking at someone else and he flipped the cup over and my drink flew all over my face and ruined my clothes. I was so embarrassed. Everyone saw it and my friends confronted me to let me know that they felt I was in a toxic relationship. When he found out that my friends were talking about him, he forbid me from seeing them. I had to sneak and talk to my friends or see them at work. I tried to reach out to his parents for help, but it seemed like they either ignored me or pacified the situation or excused his behavior. Things took an awful turn when he hit me for the first time. We were at the grocery store and I ran to get some bananas and an old friend who was a male bumped into me and asked me how I'd been doing. My boyfriend saw him and he flipped out. I knew I was in trouble. When we got in the car, he choked me to the point I almost passed out. When we got home, I packed my bags and left. I went back to my parents' house. I was gone for three days and those three days were the worst days of my life. He called me constantly, he texted me constantly, and he showed up at my parents' house begging and crying to the point where my father had to call the police on him. We were apart and no contact for two weeks, and I had the most peaceful sleep that I've ever had since I met him. I was trying to resume normal life by going on with my daily activities. One day when I was coming out of the gym, he was parked next to me. He told me that he realized he had an anger problem and that he'd been struggling with anger ever since he was young because his father was abusive to him. This was the first time I'd ever heard him admit that he had a problem. I truly believe that he could change and we got back together. Yari, this only made things worse. Things got 10 times harder. He began breaking up with me every other week and I found myself crying and begging him back. He would stonewall me, block me on social media and refuse to take my calls. On one occasion, he told me to get down on my hands and knees and beg for him back. And I'm so embarrassed to say that I did it. It got so bad that he would film himself with other women to make me watch it. He told me that this was his punishment for me being a horrible person. I found myself constantly trying to fix things, not even knowing what the problem was. Right now, I'm blocked, I'm sad, I'm anxious, and I feel like the lowest person on earth. I can't think until I talk to him. My friends are done with me, my parents are disgusted with my decisions, and I feel like he's the only person I have on this earth. Please help. I just want to start by acknowledging that you have been through a lot. Psychological abuse stands out. Constant manipulation of your thoughts and emotions. It sounds like there were instances where you felt like what you were going through was undermined, not only by him, but by his parents as well, leaving you feeling confused and questioning your reality. 
The emotional abuse is evident through the constant criticism and insults. It sounds like he used your past against you on purpose in order to make you relive those instances by calling you names and making you prove that you were innocent over and over again. The gaslighting was when your truth was distorted, making you doubt your own reality, belittling, constantly belittling you, making you feel like your abilities, your appearances, and your choices weren't good enough, humiliating you both in private and public, having you degrade yourself and perform shameful acts in order to prove your love to him. Now to everyone listening, I just want to give you some background because you're probably saying, why is she writing in? Why doesn't she just leave him? It's clear that he is making her life miserable. It's clear that all of the people in her life are trying to warn her. Why is she still holding on to this relationship? It is not that easy to leave. Believe me, there are several reasons why people stay in relationships. Sometimes it's because society, society makes unhealthy behavior look normal. It's so ingrained in us. We Every time we t- turn on the TV, we see some sort of abuse. And when you grow up seeing these things, you think that it's okay. And sometimes it's hard for people to identify this is abuse. Another reason why people don't leave is because of self-esteem. Past scars show up in our lives when we're in new relationships. And even if there's no physical abuse, some people allow their insecurities to keep them longer in situations that don't serve them. We also have to look at the cycle that this young lady was in. It's not like she never tried to leave the relationship. Remember, she reached out for help with his parents and got shut down. She left and went to her parents' house and went back to the relationship. After every argument or abusive situation, that makeup phase, that love bombing phase, that those apologies, those promises mess with your head, making you think maybe it's not that bad. Maybe they'll change, right? Another reason why people don't leave is because they feel like they're in danger. Some people really do get scared to the point where they feel, if I leave this relationship, is this person going to harm me? Look at his patterns. He already was very controlling, making her show him the Instagram postings and show him who she was with and tracking her location And after somebody puts their hands on you one time, it shows you that they can possibly hurt you again. Being choked to the point of almost passing out is near death. And let me remind you that choking, that is a threat to your life. That is a lot different than just hitting or slapping or pushing, which are awful. But when someone takes their hands and wraps it around your neck, They are showing you that they might 
kill you. Let's not forget about the sob story and his history of abuse that he revealed to her. What this does is it puts a ride or die mindset in your head. The idea that you should stick with your partner through thick or thin because they've been hurt in the past. This is how a trauma bond forms. If you haven't, um, if you don't know about trauma bonds, go back and listen to last week's podcast. It was all about trauma bonding. Our writer also mentioned the fact that he promised to change and that she was hoping for change. And some some people stay in abusive relationships thinking things will get better. They might believe that their loved one can change or that the situation will pass or they're looking for the next thing, like saying, all right, well, after we get over this hump, things will be better. Or when I get a new job, things will be better. Or when he's making more money, things will be better. Or when we get engaged, things will be better. When you have a partner who dangles a carrot in front of you and is always promising to change, it leaves you hoping and praying for more. So we have to take all of these things into consideration when we are listening with empathy to someone else's situation. You cannot just say, girl, pack your bags and leave. You have to look at the whole picture. And that's why I want to address the domestic violence first and foremost. Before we go any further, we have to develop a safety plan for you to get out. And what a safety plan is, is a domestic violence safety plan is customized practical strategies to enhance safety for those in a domestic relationship. It offers as a roadmap to prepare you for different situations and instructs you on the best course of action. And right now I am reading directly from Care Patron. The website is www.carepatron.com. And here you can use a template and you can download the template, put in your specific situation, and it will give you a customized, individualized safety plan. And that is exactly what I have done for you. So together, let's go over the safety plan. It's a little different because you guys don't live together. But because he is popping up at your gym and he knows where you work, um, it's important that you do have a safety plan in order. So number one, you need to identify safe places you can go in case of emergency. Now, this can include a friend's house, family member's home, and they need to know that when you call and say on your way and that you, when you give a safe word, what it, this is regarding to. Number two, share your situation with your trusted friends and family members and coworkers, people that you trust, to make sure that they are aware of the danger that you are in and that they're willing to assist you. Now is not the time to isolate. Now is not the time to be guarded Now is the time to let everyone that you know who loves you and who you trust what you're what you're going through because he pops up and he's even brave enough to pop up at your parents house to the point where your dad almost had to call the police. People who love you need to know what's going on. I want you to establish a code word or signal 
with your trusted contacts so that they know when you're in danger and you require immediate assistance. I also want you to change up your daily route to avoid predictable patterns. Change the route you take, the places you frequent, and the times you typically do these activities. If he is still popping up, he is still visiting the places that you work and your gym, then it might be time to obtain a restraining order or a protective order against the abuser. Um, Now, this is for your safety. This is for your safety. I want you to also inform your workplace about the situation. You need to keep all emails, all texts, all documentation so that you have proof of what you've been going through just in case he tries to put your job in jeopardy. I want you to also be cautious of your online presence Remove him from your, um, of course, I should have said this first, remove him from your location so that he's not able to see your locations. And when you're posting, do not add where you are. Change all your passwords to your social media. I also want you to keep an emergency bag with essentials um, such as your identification, medication, a change of clothes, just in case he pops up at your home If he has a key to your home, please change the locks. It would also be very empowering for you to take some sort of self-defense class. This is a boost in confidence and it will enhance your ability to protect yourself in the situation. I also want you to let his parents know that this is turning into a possible stalking situation and that you are considering getting a protective order. Hopefully that information will be taken back to him and give him warning to stop. It is imperative that you seek therapeutic support. This situation is not one that is for the faint. You will need help getting out of this situation and unpacking the traumatized. As we come to the close of today's episode, I want to leave you with a quote by Maya Angelou. You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. To the writer who bravely shared her story, may this quote resonate in your journey towards healing. And to all of my listeners, your stories are powerful and your strength is immeasurable. Let Maya Angelou's words be a reminder that even in challenging times, you possess the strength to rise above. Keep sharing, keep supporting, and never forget the resilience within you. Take care, and until next time, I've been your host, Yari. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Come follow me over on Instagram and join my free survivor Facebook group. But most importantly, share this episode. Each and every person who learns about narcissism has an opportunity to avoid the trap. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thanks for being a part of this community.